Hello, and thank you so much for listening to the Everyday Victory for Modern Christian Women of Color podcast. Be sure to find us on our website at www.mcwwisdom.com. This message is called Discerning Counterfeits. And once again, I was on YouTube. While we are still on lockdown, a lot of us are watching an inordinate amount of YouTube videos. And there are a lot of people who are young in the faith, who are excited about God, who are trying to teach the word of God. And sometimes they get into things, they get into buzzwords, and they interpret things in a way that is according to their understanding, which is not necessarily a mature understanding of the word of God. So I heard, I kept hearing these words about counterfeits. Oh, I thought I fell for a counterfeit, especially when it comes to dating, marriage, and relationships. A lot of young women are saying things like, I thought I married the counterfeit. I fell for the counterfeit. This man asked me to marry him, and I was so ready to get married that I agreed to marry him, but he was a counterfeit. And so what came to me is this talk about counterfeit is a fear-based reverence of Satan and the kingdom of darkness, because it suggests that although you are praying to God for guidance, that you can still fall for something that is not of God. So people who feel like they could possibly make that level of mistake and fall into that level of deception, it just means that they do not have a strong relationship with the Holy Spirit. It means their discernment is off. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Jesus said, I know them. So as children of God and followers of Jesus Christ, we should be clear about the voice of Jesus Christ. That is the voice that we should be following. And we can also say the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the voice that we should be following. So it just means that you need to learn more about the Holy Spirit and develop more of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So that is what sparked this teaching. But we are living in days and times where things are being revealed things that we thought were of God that are not of God. And 2020 has been a big year of revelation, especially in the Christian community. So we need to go ahead and talk about deception and how to be discerning so that you don't fall into deception. Let's start with Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. And I'm reading from the New Living translation of the Bible or the NLT. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. So there are people who say they are pastors. They say they are teachers of God. They use the Bible every now and then. They use Christian buzzwords. It seems like they are of God, but they really are not. But unfortunately, these false prophets can fool people for a whole lot of years. 
Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And that's down to verse 18. It's basically saying, you cannot get a grape from a thorn bush. You can only get a grape from a grape vine. Can you get a fig from a thistle? No, you can only get a fig from a fig tree. So whatever is in you will come out. Whatever comes out is the fruit. Whatever is in a person will come out because it is what is within them. It is the root of who they are. So basically, a tree can only produce after its own kind. That's what those scriptures mean. You can only get an apple from an apple tree. You can only get good out of what is good. And what is bad will produce what is bad. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. We have seen a lot of popular pastors with widespread followings fall down this year. They have been uncovered. They have been engaging in lascivious activities. They have been involved in adultery. They've been involved in some level of fraud, and now they are being uncovered. Their fruit is showing. What is in them is coming out, and we're able to see it. When an apple tree produces an apple, we can see it, we can pluck it, we can eat it. Whatever fruit is within you will come out for the public to see and either for the public to consume or for God to throw it away. That's what that scripture means. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. So you see a lot of pastors and teachers and people in the Christian community being closed out of their churches. Their congregations are leaving. They are being fired from their positions. They are being thrown out because they are not producing good fruit. So look at the actions of people. That's how you can tell who they really are. People can talk a good game to you and make you believe them. But discernment means you can see straight through them. You can see something about them that other people cannot see. And that is the Holy Spirit of God working in you. And we will get to that here in a moment. But this is what we mean by being able to discern counterfeits or to discern what is not truly of God. The key to discernment is found in this scripture. John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus is speaking. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And that's from the New Century Version of the Bible. My sheep listen to my voice because Jesus is the good shepherd. 
That means the shepherd knows the sheep so intimately and the sheep know the shepherd so intimately that if one ever goes astray, all he has to do is to call after them and they'll come back. Think about if you have ever had a pet, your dog. A lot of pet owners don't put their dogs on the leash because they feel like if I call this dog, they'll come right to me and do what I want them to do because there is an intimate relationship between the pet and the owner. There is an intimate relationship between Jesus and us. He is our Savior. We are his followers. So the key to discernment is having an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ so that you know his voice, which is the voice of the Holy Spirit. He knows you, and we follow him because Jesus knows us. He chose us. And we know him. So again, intimate relationship with Christ so that you know his voice is the key to being able to discern what is false and what is true. Now, there are many examples in the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament, of false prophets, people saying they are of God and are not truly of God. So let's take a look at Acts chapter 13, verses 4 through 12, and I'm reading from the Living Translation of the Bible. This is Paul's first missionary journey. On his first missionary journey, he was met with opposition. He was met with spiritual warfare. So Barnabas and Saul, and again, Saul is Paul. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There, in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Key point, Barnabas and Paul were sent out by the Holy Spirit, so they were sent out by God, and John Mark was there to assist. Verse 6. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until they finally reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Barjasus. He, Barjasus, had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. Listen to this. There are some people who attach themselves to others in powerful positions. They come wanting to be assistants. They get into the inner circles of people who are in powerful positions. So Barjasus was a false prophet. He had attached himself to a man in power so that he could influence that man in power. There are plenty of people in churches, and I have run into so many of them, who will work themselves into the inner circles of a pastor. They want to be a confidant. They want to be an assistant. They just want to be helpful. Oh, they just want to be an armor bearer. And they are influencing the people of God And they are influencing that pastor or the leader of the people in deceptive ways. They come looking like sheep, but they are actually wolves. 
So Bargesis has the ear of the governor. The governor trusts this man who is actually a false prophet. So that means the governor is being unduly influenced by this man who is of a wrong spirit. But he's an intelligent man. So there are a lot of smart people who just cannot tell the deceptions of other people. They just cannot discern the true intentions of people. And you will not be able to do that if you do not have the Holy Spirit and if you do not have a relationship with God. So the governor wanted to hear the word of God. He did not yet have a relationship with God, but he was curious. So that is why he called Paul and Barnabas to his quarters. Verse 8, but Elymas, the sorcerer, Bargesis, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. In the message I did on spiritual warfare, I talked about this level of opposition coming through people. The spirit of Satan operates through people and shows up as this level of opposition. But they'll say things like, oh, they have a bad reputation. Oh, you don't need to listen to them. Oh, I, I just don't know. So that's the sort of thing that Bargesis Elamas was doing to the governor. Verse 9, Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, you son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. This is powerful discernment. How was Paul able to look at that man in the eye and tell that he was of a wrong spirit? He saw all of the demons in this man. How was he able to do it? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of God. And so Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit and he was able to call that man out. You are a fraud. You are of the devil. He talked bad to that man because he needed to talk bad to that man. That man had demon spirits in him trying to pose as a good man. But he was not a good man. He was of the devil. This is what we mean by knowing people by their fruit. See, he appeared to have good fruit. But the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul that this man is not of God. This man is a son of the devil. Sometimes you might become irritated with people who seem to be perfectly nice. They seem to be doing the right things and you're like, why am I so irritated with them? Am I a bad person? No, perhaps it's not that you are a bad person or that you are easily irritated. It could be that this person is of a wrong spirit and you are discerning it. 
even if you don't know what to call it, something in your gut is saying there's something off about this person. They seem to be okay, but um, something is not. And so Paul was able to look straight through that man and see who he truly was, what spirit he was truly working under. So what happened? Verse 12. Well, before I get to verse 12, so greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Greater is the spirit of God and the power of God within us because Paul took authority over that spirit. And he also declared that you're going to be struck blind because you are playing. You are messing around. You are trying to deceive this man. We are on God's business and we will complete God's business. This man wants to know about the Lord and we are going to tell him about the Lord. And because you have been messing with God, you will be struck blind. And Paul spoke that word and stood in that authority. And the man was struck blind. He was groping around trying to beg for somebody to help him. Now, verse 12, when the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer. For he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. They didn't even talk to him yet about the Lord. He saw the authority that Paul took over that spirit that was in that man. He saw that man who could see be struck blind and he became a believer. Signs and wonders follow us so that others can believe. So Paul striking that man blind was a sign that caused that governor to believe. All he heard in that moment was Paul calling out that man. He was struck blind. And so the governor was like, my goodness, something is for real about y'all. I believe you. I believe whatever you tell me about the Lord. So let's just assume that after he saw that miracle, they continued to tell him about the Lord and he became a convert. So again, You have to be able to discern counterfeits, the false, from the true. And you can only do that through the Holy Spirit working within you. So that means you need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit so that you can be able to discern correctly. Let's take a look again at Paul and Silas. And this is how they got thrown into prison. Acts Chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. You want to read the whole account in Acts chapter 16 of how Paul and Silas got thrown into prison. But I'm only going to focus on verses 16 through 18. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. Now, the King James Version and other versions say she had a spirit of divination, a spirit that allowed her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. This girl was a fortune teller. What is that telling you? Fortune tellers, people who say they can tell the future, are of a wrong spirit. That is a spirit of divination, which is not a spirit of God. Verse 17, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. 
So she was telling the truth. She was calling after them, saying, these are servants of the Most High God. Verse 18, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left her. In other translations, it says it left her within that hour. So it might not have been instantly, but within the hour of him commanding that spirit to come out of her, it came out of her. Let's look at some key points. The demon girl knew who Paul and Silas were. She could see the spirit of God within them. Sometimes, a lot of the times, Demons know who you are before you recognize who you are. Didn't Jesus have to tell the demons to shut up when they were calling him the Messiah? It wasn't time for people to know that he was the Messiah yet, but they knew, they recognized, and they started hollering it. (laughs) In this example, these demon spirits knew who Paul and Silas were, and so they were telling everybody they knew the truth of who they were. Paul got so agitated. So this girl is telling the truth and she seems to be saying good things. Let's just imagine she was just praising them. Hey, Paul and Silas, look at these men of God. Hey, but he got irritated because she was of the wrong spirit. And so finally, Paul commanded the spirit to come out of her. Now, listen, this is what the spirit gets for messing, messing with Paul. Spirits will try to mess with you. Spirits will try to mess with people of God. He, day after day, was letting that spirit stay in that girl and continue to tell fortunes. But it messed with Paul so bad that he finally just got sick and tired of it. He got agitated and made that spirit come out of the girl. Notice he did not slam the girl. He wasn't yelling at the girl. He was yelling at the spirit working within that girl and commanded that spirit to come out. Again, you want to listen to my teaching on spiritual warfare, and that will make sense. So again, Paul was able to see right through that girl. He was able to tell that she was of a wrong spirit, that she was not of the spirit of God. She was telling the truth. She knew who he was because the demons knew who he was. So she was telling the truth, but the spirit of truth was not within her. So this is the power of the Holy Spirit. When we have a relationship with the power of the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things. We'll get to that verse in a second. He will tell you things. He will allow you to know, "Mm -mm, don't do that. No, this person is not right. And it'll come to you as just a feeling of agitation, like, why can't I listen to this pastor the way that I used to be able to listen to him? Something is not right. His voice irritates me now. It's not that you are a bad Christian. It means that he is moved on to some other teachings, and those teachings are of another spirit that are not of the spirit of God. So again, there are false prophets and teachers in the world. And Jesus warned us about that. Let's go to Matthew 24 and 24. I'm still in the New Living Translation of the Bible. That's the NLT. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. There are people raising up 
who will do signs and wonders and they will say they are of God. They'll say, they'll talk about Jesus a little bit because let me tell you something. Demons, people of a wrong spirit can't talk about Jesus for too long. They really cannot. So they start saying things like God. They say things like the universe. They start talking about the power within you. But somehow they stop talking about Jesus. They cannot talk about Jesus for very long. So watch out for that. And you want to read the entire of Matthew chapter 24, because that's when Jesus was telling us about the great tribulation and the end times and what to watch out for. And people will say, here's Jesus. And he said, don't believe it. They'll say, no, Jesus is over here. And they'll say, and he said, don't believe it. You have to have discernment. You have to know who Jesus is. You have to know the voice of God. You have to have the Holy Spirit working within you so that you will not be deceived. It said, if possible, when you are truly of God, when you know God and God knows you, you can't truly be deceived. You have to take a moment to really look. And when you take that moment to really look, the Holy Spirit will tell you very quietly, "Uh uh-uh, no, no. And so that is the faith and the confidence that we have in our relationship with God that we can be able to tell the true from the false. And if you don't feel like you have that level of confidence right now, you need to read the scriptures more. You need to pray more. You need to pray for the spirit of discernment. You need to pray that if you are under any deception, that your eyes will be opened. You just need to get closer to God. You need to understand who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, and how he operates in your life, and why the Holy Spirit needs to be your best friend so that you can contend with spirits that might be deceptive, and you'll be able to call them out and to correctly call them out. So Jesus warned that there will be false prophets coming with signs and wonders. And this is where the idea of the counterfeit comes from, that whatever God has, Satan tries to have one too. God has prophets of God. Satan has his own prophets. So whatever God has, Satan comes with a counterfeit. So that's where that idea of the counterfeit comes from. Let's go to the Old Testament for this example of Moses and Aaron. Exodus chapter 7, verses 8 through 13 from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. The Lord is talking to Moses and Aaron, telling them about something that will come in the future. When you read John chapters 14 and 16, the Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. So this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is the voice of God telling you what's about to happen and giving you instruction on what to do when you see it happen. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. So Aaron's staff became a serpent. That was a sign and a wonder that Pharaoh needed to see. Verse 11, then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers. And these Egyptian magicians 
did the same thing with their magic. Oh, counterfeit, counterfeit. The devil has his counterfeits. Moses and Aaron were men of God. Pharaoh had his own men and sorcerers and magicians. They came, threw down a staff, and it also turned into a serpent. We didn't say Satan wasn't powerful. Oh, yes, he is powerful. But we as children of God are more powerful. He can do some of the same things. He can try because he's got false teachers and prophets that look like angels of light, but they are not. Verse 12, they threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. The power of God is greater. Satan might try to counterfeit, but the spirit of God, the power of God will always rise up and take authority over the devil. That is the authority that we have. That is the authority. When Jesus said, Lo, I behold, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is the authority he's talking about. We have authority over devil, his minions, all of his false prophets, and all of his magicians. (laughs) Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. So Pharaoh was basically like, if you all are men of God, your God, Jehovah God, come in here and do a trick for me. I want to see you do something. So God told them, throw your staff down, And it's going to become a serpent. And Pharaoh was like, ha ha, is that all you got? He called his people and they did the same thing. They threw down the staff and it became a serpent. But Aaron's serpent staff swallowed up theirs. So that is Jehovah God showing, I am greater. I am greater But Pharaoh still did not want to believe. And that's what it means by his heart was hardened. So signs and wonders can lead people to believe in God. And that's fine. God will allow it. God gives us the ability to show signs and wonders in order for non-believers to believe. But then the devil comes with signs and wonders too. And unfortunately, People who don't truly know God will be deceived by that, and they will be led astray by those evil spirits pretending to be spirits of God. This is why discernment is so critical and so important. This is why it's so important for you to be able to discern counterfeits, to discern the false from the true. All right, so let's talk about discernment. What exactly is discernment and specifically discerning of spirits? Because that is a spiritual gift that operates by the power of the Holy Spirit. Discerning of spirits or discernment is a spiritual gift that God gives to believers in order to recognize lying spirits and to identify deceptive and erroneous doctrines. That means teachings that are wrong and that are not true. So we say that discernment and the spirit of discernment operates by the Holy Spirit. 
in order to begin to understand who the Holy Spirit is as the third in the Trinity of God, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, then you need to read the entire chapter of John 14 and the entire chapter of John 16, because Jesus is telling us and his disciples that I'm getting ready to go, but I'm going to leave you a helper. I'm going to leave you a comforter. And he is talking about the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit will do. So I'm in John chapter 14, the New Century Version of the Bible, and I'm only going to focus on some specific verses in that chapter. Let's take a look at verse 16 through 17. So John 14, 16 through 17. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he lives with you and he will be in you. Jesus is saying, I'm leaving you a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of truth. That is the way that we can determine what is true and what is false through the Holy Spirit, because he is the spirit of truth. So that means when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, when you ask for your spiritual gifts, when you ask to be baptized by the Holy Spirit as evidenced by speaking in in tongues, then the Holy Spirit lives within you. What is in you will come out. What is in you will bear fruit. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, it will come out and you will be able to discern what is true and what is false. Now, your friends might not know because they may not truly be in relationship with God. Your friends might go to church and still might not truly know God. So they might try to get you to take part in an opportunity. But something within you says, no, I don't think so. And they're like, why not? This is good. We can make this much money. We can do this. We can do that. And you say, you pull back and you say, no, I don't think so. That's discernment. Even without knowing specific details, even without seeing the facts, you know that something about that opportunity is not right. So instead of ignoring that, go with it. Follow the truth. Do what you know is right. Do not allow peer pressure to make you dismiss the voice of the Holy Spirit trying to lead you and guide you. That is so important. We're still in John chapter 16, verse 26. But the helper will teach you everything and will cause you to remember all that I told you. This helper is the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. The Holy Spirit will teach you everything. He will cause you to remember the word of God. The Holy Spirit has been sent from the Father. So we can trust the Holy Spirit to tell us the truth. And again, if you read the entire chapter of John 14 and John 16, you will understand all that the Holy Spirit will help you do. So you cannot live this Christian life without help. That is why Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the helper. He is here to help us, to comfort us, to teach us, to lead us into truth and to lead us with wisdom and guidance. 
So let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 10. The New Century Version of the Bible says, The Spirit gives to another person the power to do miracles, to another the ability to prophesy, and he gives to another the ability to know the difference between good and evil spirits. That is the spirit of discernment, being able to tell the difference between good and evil spirits. The New King James Version of the Bible says, to another discerning of spirits. So discerning of spirits is the ability to tell the difference between good and evil spirits. And we've given you plenty of examples in the Bible to show how that works. Let's take a look at 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. 1 John is after the main book of John. It's one of those little books that come after the four Gospels, just to give you a point of reference. Warning against false teachers. My dear friends, many false prophets have gone out into the world. So do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God. This is how you can know God's spirit. Every spirit who confesses that Jesus Christ came to earth as a human is from God, and every spirit who refuses to say this about Jesus is not from God. It is the spirit of the enemy of Christ, which you have heard is coming, and now he is already in the world. And other versions of the Bible say the spirit of Antichrist. Basically, that is any spirit that opposes the spirit of God. Any spirit that opposes the teachings of Christ, any spirit that opposes the truth of who Jesus Christ really is, that is the spirit of Antichrist, not just a person that will usher in the end times. We're already in the end times, not just the, a person who will usher in the tribulation, but it is a spirit that is already working. It's been working. We saw it in the example of Bar-Jesus. He was opposing the spirit of God. He was opposing the men of God. So that is what we mean by the spirit of Antichrist. But then the fourth verse says, I'm reading 1 John 4 and 4 from the New Century Version of the Bible. My dear children, you belong to God and have defeated them because God's spirit who is in you is greater than the devil who is in the world. Get that. They are already defeated foes. You are of God. You have already defeated them because Jesus already defeated hell and the devil on the cross. But they can try to trick you. They can try to separate you from God. They can try to deceive you so that you fall into their traps. But even if you fall into their traps, God will not leave you to suffer in it. That is the confidence that we have in God, because the spirit of God who is within us is greater than the spirit of the devil who is in the world. And in other translations, it reads, greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. So trust that and know that that is another key to discernment, knowing that God is within you, that the Holy Spirit is helping you, and that by the Holy Spirit, you will know the truth. 
And finally, let's take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. I'm reading from the New Century Version. Now the Holy Spirit clearly says that in the later times, some people will stop believing the faith. They will follow spirits that lie and teachings of demons. Such teachings come from the false words of liars whose consciences are destroyed as if by a hot iron. There are people who start with God who will fall away and they will go away to these other teachers and these other doctrines because they sound good. If you give me $99, God is going to bless you. You're going to see a miracle today. Your bills are going to be paid. You will be healed. God is going to bless you. If you give me $55 a month, if people are calling on angels of Africa to overthrow an election, If people are wearing t-shirts saying, I am an angel of Africa, and they are arguing with reality stars on social media, if people revere a person more than they revere God, there are, I'm going to say air quote Christians who follow leaders as if they are cult leaders. And they will defend these leaders all on social media. Oh, y'all are haters. Oh, y'all just don't believe in God. They're trying to make people believe that they're false when actually they are false. Listen, this is what I mean. There are some very lovely, attractive women who say they are pastors, who say they have ministries, who say they are prophetesses, who say they are of God. And they attract many people. But eventually, if you keep listening to them talk, something about them feels off. Something about them feels wrong. Something irritates you about what they're saying, but you can't put your finger on it. They're false. They are of a wrong spirit. They are not of the spirit of God. If you listen to some very popular preachers and pastors and evangelicals, and you know these celebrity pastors, if you listen to these celebrity pastors who once were very strong in the word of God, but then all of a sudden they start talking about the power in you, the universe, all of this other stuff. They don't talk about Jesus anymore because they're on some other level of consciousness and all roads of religion leads to God. And all of a sudden Christianity is too binding and too critical and too judgmental. And they just have to open their minds. All of this kind of stuff that we hear. Deceptive, false teachings, teachings of demons that you really have to watch out for. So the bottom line is there are people out here, and this is, it seems so unfair to baby Christians, but as we said in the spiritual warfare message, Satan means adversary. He is our opponent. He is our adversary. He is the enemy to the faith of God, and he is very real. So we need discernment and the power of the Holy Spirit in order to stand against all of these false teachers, all of these false prophets who are leading people astray. 
And there are people of God, well-meaning Christians who have fallen into that, and they are left feeling depressed, suicidal, they're hurt, they've experienced church hurt, they're wounded, but God can still recover you. God will open your eyes by the Holy Spirit and allow you to see the truth, and he will recover you. Psalm 37 and 24 says, If they stumble, they will not fall, because the Lord holds their hand. Even if you stumble, you will not be utterly thrown away from God. You will not be utterly separated from God because he is there to hold your hand. You will make mistakes because we are all fallible. You might think you're hearing from the Holy Spirit and you find out later that you were a little bit off because that is the growing process. That is the learning process. Whenever a baby learns to walk, that baby will fall, get up, fall, get up, fall, get up. As you are becoming more mature in your Christian journey, you will misinterpret and then you'll know the truth. You'll misinterpret and then you'll know the truth because you are trying to learn to discern the voice of God and to hear the voice of God, which is different. So you might stumble a time or two as you are developing intimacy with God and as you are getting closer to God. But that's okay because as long as you profess Jesus, as long as you keep your eyes on God, he will bring you through it and the Holy Spirit will tell you the truth and teach you the truth. But you have to be open to the Spirit of God and to knowing the truth. And again, that's why it is so important for us to be able to tell the truth or to be able to discern the truth behind what people are trying to say to us, what people are trying to get us to do, and what people are trying to get us to believe. Okay, this has been a long teaching, but it's a good one. And hopefully you will share it with others. Make sure that you go to the website for Modern Christian Women of Color at www.mcwwism.com. I've got merchandise. I've got books for you to help you on your Christian journey as a modern Christian woman. Uh, More podcasts, audio, all sorts of resources for you to develop and grow stronger in your relationship with God. The purpose is for us to achieve everyday victory. All right. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.